For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The winner of six MLS Cups, the league's all-time leading score, 145 goals. Uh, the league's all-time leader in assists as well with 136. Landon Donovan, uh, we're not even talking about the men's national team yet. Great to talk to you today. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, uh, the World Cup is starting today and the United States is not <laughs> in it. Have you heard about that? Yeah, someone told me that. I just found out. Yeah, is it is it more emotional for you today, or disappointing, or whatever? Seeing like the, the games are being played, and and, uh, and our guys are not out there. I think what's happened is it's taken a slower build up to get excited. I'm in the lobby here watching the Russia Saudi Arabia game, and so you start to feel it and get excited, but there's just there's that constant reminder in the back of your head, like we don't get to watch the U.S. And it's and there's there's no way around it. It's just really depressing. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite moment looking back for yourself? I mean, you you played on the national team for so many years, and I'm sure you got a ton. But does any like moment stick out where it just really brings a smile to your face when you look back? I have a couple. The the goal against Algeria in 2010, mostly because of what it meant for all of us, mm-hmm. um, and and being a part of that is really really special but i think the biggest sort of visceral response i had was in 2002 i walked down the tunnel in south korea for my first world cup game and i was next to marcus beasley who i had been with for four years in the youth national team so we were sort of the only two young kids on the team and as we peeked out and saw the crowd before warm-ups we looked at each other and just had this moment of can you believe we, we got here, right? A kid yeah. from Fort Wayne, Indiana, DeMarcus, and myself from Redlands, California, two not huge towns where you would never expect two kids like us to, to come out of and be playing in a World Cup. So it was a pretty cool moment that what, had nothing to do with what happened on the field. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a sweet, sweet memory. Uh, you're, you're the only American that's got both 50 goals and, and, and 50 assists for, for the U.S. And I guess people look at the Christian Pulisic, could he – pass you and how would you feel about that down the line because you know he's a you know obviously a tremendous talent as well do you do you like want to hold on to your mantle and say I'm the, I'm the best U.S. player of all time well one yes he absolutely can and has abundant potential to do it um, he's much further along at that age than I was so I would you know I don't want to say it's inevitable but I think it's highly likely too 
my ego says yes of course i want to hold on to all those <laughs> records but if if i really care about u.s soccer which i do i've dedicated my life to it if people aren't surpassing that and breaking that that's not a good thing right so yeah. we want people like christian pulisic succeeding and doing well and taking us to new heights otherwise we're going backwards and that's not what we want what do you think the number one reason is the u.s is is not in the world cup this year (laughs) it's hard to say because i really believe that it's uh, a a number of different things that contributed so the the, I guess the biggest thing that comes to my mind is a little bit of complacency and expectation that it would just happen. And in the end, we have rarely, and I can't remember the last time we went through a World Cup cycle where we lost three games. We played 10 games in the final round, and we lost, actually maybe we lost more, we lost at least three games. Right. And if you do that, you're not going to qualify. And that's, that's the reality. So any way you slice it, it's inexcusable to not qualify for a World Cup. It's, it's one thing if you don't finish first in the CONCACAF qualifying or you don't finish second, but to not finish at least in the top four is inexcusable. And there are many deeper issues beneath that, which will, will, will get fixed going forward. Um, but, you know, I, I think it was probably a little bit complacency and just expecting that we were going to be awarded a spot in the World Cup. And you're so involved in it, and it means so much to you, and you mentioned going forward. Like, what, what's I, number one, number two, or whatever, something you're going to recommend, or you would recommend, and how to move forward, make things, you know, make this not happen again? At the end of the day, if you're not producing the players who are capable of, of doing that, then you don't have anything else. You can have the best coach in the world. You can have the best infrastructure, the best facilities, the best setup. You can travel in the best way. None of it matters if you don't have the players who are capable of doing it at that level and when it matters. And so for me, it's all about youth development and, and producing players who can, can, it's not just play at that level or have the talent to play, but players who have the, the guts in the big moments who who it means something to them in a real way who have the passion and the desire and the determination to get into a game like uh the last game against trinidad and say i don't care what happens we're not losing today mm-hmm. you need to develop many 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 players that have those qualities and those characteristics. And then you pick the most talented ones, that kind of group, and, and you prevent it from happening again. Uh, I, I want to rewind back just a second here. Do, do you think that it would be to the benefit of U.S. soccer to get rid of or at least adjust the pay-to-play so you get the best talent out there? I mean, so many kids in America, they, end, you know, they, they play basketball or football, whatever it is. Just to get, the, to get that talent, does that need to be adjusted? Absolutely. And listen, Mark, if you think about other sports, right, and I think basketball is the best example. Basketball is similar to soccer in that all you really need is a basketball and a hoop and some players. And in soccer, you just need a ball. You don't even need a goal. Right. You need a ball and somewhere to some direction to play in and players, and that's it. And the problem in America is that we have become so 
fascinated with organized club soccer, which, by the way, is very expensive, yep. that only the people who can really afford it get a chance to play. And maybe you get a few kids who can't afford it who are very talented, but you're not pulling from a, a big pool of people. You're pulling from a very, very small pool of people. And that's that's detrimental, and that's hurting us in every way. And so while a few clubs and directors and coaches are living happy, cush lifestyles, right. U.S. soccer is suffering as a whole. And so the, the emphasis needs to change. Uh, I think one of the biggest ways we can change it is to get rid of this emphasis on winning at all costs at every age, because winning at all costs means you're focused on getting the best player at that age. doesn't matter if they, they have real potential to be a real player one day. It might just be the tallest kid or the fastest girl or the, you know, the best in that moment. And we need to put the emphasis on true development of players and people. And, and that's how you change it now. Again, much easier said than done because that would mean many people's livelihoods changing dramatically. Yep. Uh, because they wouldn't be getting paid, you know, as handsomely as they are now. But if we really care about soccer in the U.S., then that has to happen. I mean, I was going to ask you, Landon, should coaches of youth soccer get paid? And you're asking them, obviously, to spend a ton of time. And they also need to be licensed, which a lot of them, you know, maybe you lose some sure. of the best coaches, the most dedicated people, because they're, they haven't gone through all that process. So maybe you're losing out from a coaching standpoint some people that should be involved. No question, but of course people should be compensated, right? If you are working and you're doing a job, of course you should be compensated. There's no question. Um, do it, Can they find a better model than charging three or four or $5,000 a year per kid to play on a club team? I would think so. Now, again, a lot of people who are directors of coaching or run clubs are probably going to say, Landon, you're an idiot. You don't get it. You don't understand how the economics work. And maybe they're right. But I, I have to imagine there's a better way than saying only people who can afford $3,000 a year for their kid to play are the ones who can play. I just, I, I think there has to be a better way. Right. And, and you've been, uh, you've said many times that the, the you, you want the MLS to do more as well, correct? Uh, I think they are doing more now. Um, every club is mandatory, has to have an academy and the academies are free to the kids. So it's, again, the MLS is different because it is very much a business, and that's what they do. Um, I, I think they should have responsibilities that they are taking seriously with these academies. Um, but they can they do more? Of course. Every club can do more, and some are better than others. Dallas turns out year after year after year players that are playing for their first team and that are some who are playing for the national team. So they are doing as good a job as anybody, but they, everybody can do better. Of course they can. And, and the biggest question will be, and again, it's easy for me to say sitting 30,000 feet. Um, are you willing to sacrifice a little of your own time, your own personal wealth, et cetera, for the betterment of this whole thing? And if, if people are willing to do that, we have a lot of really passionate, really talented people in all walks of the soccer life in this country. We can absolutely get it done. Well, and you're a part of the San Diego group, and I saw Soccer City's coming, and you're super excited about it. So, like, what, what is that? 
what, what will that look like for you as far as creating this whole complex of you're going to have a stadium and all sorts of availability for kids? I think it just looks awesome. That, for me, is that would be the ultimate dream come true because you have this blank slate where you can do what you're talking about, right, and put your money where your mouth is. And so I'm sure, you know, if Soccer City happens and we get an MLS team in San Diego, that there will be days where I'll say, gosh, all those people are right. There's no way to make this work, but you got to find a way to make it work, right? And yeah. so we would have the opportunity and the resources to impact probably tens if not hundreds of thousands of kids over the next few decades and to me that is not just i mean obviously you're not going to have a hundred thousand kids playing for the national team or playing in mls but you can have a positive impact on soccer in this country and turn every one of those kids into soccer fans for the rest of their life and if we do that that's pushing the needle as much as, as finding the next Christian Pulisic is. Yeah, I, I still remember scoring the winning goal at Camp uh, Kawamba when I was eight, Landon. I'll, I'll never, that, that was my highlight moment, but I'll never forget it. Uh, yeah, and it makes you a soccer fan for life. Yep, right? no yeah, doubt. Great. And so the World Cup's coming here, 2026, Mexico, Canada, the U.S. Are you looking at this, is the soccer community looking at it as we wrap up here, that this is uh, a potential huge boon where, you know, it's the first time since 86, <laughs> I feel like, you know, this is an opportunity that uh, should not be missed because people are going to be noticing the game even more, uh, you know, in the U.S. and in North America. No question. And believe me, we're not going to miss it. I mean, I, I think everybody realizes how special that is. Put aside all the benefits you're going to just to be in Canada or in Mexico or in the U.S. in 2026 while, that, while that's happening. I firmly believe that will be the most successful by every measure, every metric sporting event in the history of the world, right? And so just to be a part of that in any way will be special. Um, and it's, it is, it's incumbent upon all of us to make sure that we are capitalizing and taking advantage of every piece of it that we can. Um, and that has nothing to do with the monetary side. That just means from a development, from an emotional grabbing of people to getting new soccer fans, uh, we need to make sure that we are ready for it and prepared to, to maximize it. You got a pick for 2026? Uh, who's going to win? <laughs> yes, the, the, the early landed I mean, Donovan pick. <laughs> the way too early prediction? I mean, the question is, can the U.S. be in a position to really compete by then? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the answer is yes. I think eight years, there are kids who are 14, 15, 16 in some MLS academies now who I think with the right development and the right leadership absolutely could be could be world-class players. So the question is, are we going to make it happen or not? And I guess time will tell. Two more real quick ones. Ronaldo versus Messi, who you got? Both. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a fair and uh, responsible answer. All right, last one. You you mentioned him earlier. We'll go we'll go off soccer for one second. Where's LeBron James going this off season, Landon? I've got a friend who is a diehard Sixers fan, and he keeps telling me that it's not emotional, that it's just rational that he'll go to the Sixers, and I, I just can't believe him. But <laughs> And that's if I look at it, and, like, why would anyone care what I have to say about this? But I guess as a 
sports fan, I guess the logical choices, not the emotional choices, are somewhere, A, where he can win. So can he win in Philly? Probably. Um, could he win in Boston? Probably, although I highly doubt he wants to play with Kyrie. Uh, again, could he win in L.A.? Maybe not now, but depends on who came with him. Could he win in Houston? Yeah. Could he win in Golden State? Yeah. So I think that's what he cares about most. So I would I would say one of those, if I had to pick, I'd probably say Philly or Houston. What do you think? I think he's going to be a Laker, but uh, and, and bring yeah. up. I think that yeah, I think that I think he wants that Hollywood lifestyle. I think he's going to bring people with him, sort of build his own team, and uh, and finish it out in California. I actually personally hope he stays in Cleveland, uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so it, yeah, it'll be it, might be right. Yeah, it, it's a fun one, Lynn. So it was great to talk to you today, and appreciate uh, you know watching your incredible career. I hope you keep playing as lo- as long as you want to. Uh, in whatever capacity, and uh, we're greatly looking forward to all soccer fans in the U.S., greatly looking forward to how you'll contribute going down the line and making the U.S. as good as it can possibly be. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it, man. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.